You are Locked On Bills, your daily Buffalo Bills podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bills Mafia? It's Joe Marino from the Draft Network, and I'm your host of Locked On Bills. Happy Friday to you. Let's have some fun today on the podcast. What I want to do is examine the fan survey that was conducted by The Athletic. And I love my athletic subscription. Uh, the writers over there that cover the Bills, Joe Biscalia, Matthew Fairburn, Tim Graham, they are exceptional. I, I read almost everything that those guys write. And so this past week, they did a fan survey that covered 25 questions about the Buffalo Bills. And they're very good questions. And so what I want to do today is give you my answers, how I answered all 25 of those questions. What I'm not going to do is give you the overall results. You can check that out over at theathletic.com and see the results of the Bills fan survey. So 25 thought-provoking questions. I want to give you my answers here today on the podcast. Number one, how many regular season games will the Bills win in 2021? Your options are 15 to 17, 13 to 14, 11 to 12, 9 to 10, or 8 or fewer. I voted for 11 to 12. And at some point before the season starts, I will give you my game-by-game season predictions for the Bills. But just kind of spitballing it, thinking off the top of my head, I think 11 to 12 feels right to me. Number two, what needs to happen for the Bills season to be considered a success? The options are win the Super Bowl, make it to the Super Bowl, make it to the AFC Championship game, make it to the AFC Divisional Round, win the AFC East, or make the playoffs. I'll be honest with you, the answer that I'm looking for isn't really here. I think for the Bills season to be considered a success, the number one thing I'm looking for is Josh Allen proving that the player he was in 2020 is the norm, right? That's who he is. Nothing would matter more to me than that. Now, obviously, winning a Super Bowl would trump everything, but I'm not prepared to say that it's Super Bowl or bust. It's AFC Championship game or bust. I expect this team to go to the playoffs. I think they should win the division. I think they should win a playoff game or two, and I think they can win the Super Bowl. But I'm not going to sit here and say that the season isn't a success if they don't win the whole damn thing or they don't make it to the AFC Championship game. To me, the season is a success if Josh Allen continues to be an elite quarterback and you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you have that guy as your quarterback moving forward because more than anything, that is going to keep your window open for longer because you have a real legitimate elite NFL MVP caliber quarterback on your roster. So to answer the question, I actually did put make it to the AFC Championship game. But my real answer wasn't available. Number three, do the Bills have what it takes to win the Super Bowl in 2021? Yes or no? My answer is absolutely yes. I think the Bills have what they need to go win the Super Bowl this year. They had what they needed last year. There wasn't anything the team didn't have or wasn't capable of doing. There's areas that they could be better. But there is enough on that football team from a talent and coaching perspective to win the Super Bowl this year. Number four, is the Bills 2021 roster good enough to get past the Chiefs? Well, if it's good enough to win the Super Bowl, 
I also think it's good enough to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, I think the Bills could have beat them last year. I don't think it's outside of the Bills' realm of capability to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. I think more than the roster for the Bills, it's going to have to be adopting a different script to beat Kansas City. I've talked about that a ton on the podcast. I don't want to rehash that discussion right now. But they have to be willing to run the ball and run the ball better against Kansas City. There is a volume and effectiveness component to rushing the football against Kansas City that matters. It is the common denominator in every game that they've lost over the last two years. So if the Bills can run the ball better and stay committed to it against Kansas City, they can beat them. And right now it's not a talent issue. It's absolutely not a talent issue. The Bills roster is good enough to get past Kansas City. I voted yes. Number five, how should the Bills handle Josh Allen's contract extension? The options were get him signed yesterday, wait out the summer to see if he'll flinch for less money, wait until Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield, or both sign extensions, wait a few games to see if Allen's 2021 is as real as 2020, or hold off until after the season and playoffs. I voted for get him signed yesterday. I've seen enough. I'm good. I'm here for it. I'm here for Josh Allen being cemented as a highly paid quarterback for the Buffalo Bills. So I've talked about that a lot here on the podcast. I've seen what I needed to see, and uh, he's everything you could want in terms of physical skill, leadership, and how he fits this team and the city of Buffalo. Number six, who is the most overrated player on the roster? The options were Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, Cole Beasley, Deion Dawkins, Mitch Morse, John Feliciano, Daryl Williams, and Jerry Hughes. I voted for John Feliciano. Um, I think all of the other players are properly rated. I think we have the right perspective of all those other guys. So the one that really stood out to me was John Feliciano, who matters for the team. I think he brings energy and enthusiasm, and I love his mindset on the offensive line. I'm just not sure that he's a super good player. Like, I don't think he's an above-average starter. I think he's an average to below-average starting guard in the NFL who's a better run blocker than he is pass blocker. I like the positional versatility. I'm happy he's back. I'm glad he's not overpaid. But I don't think he's this above-average starter that isn't replaceable. At number seven, what is your confidence level in head coach Sean McDermott? And the options were one through ten, with ten being the highest. I put it at a nine. I love Sean McDermott. You guys know that. Really happy he's the coach. I buy in completely to him as a leader. But to give him a 10, I don't know that I'd give anybody a 10, to be honest with you. So I gave him a nine because I don't think anybody's worth a 10 because I don't think anyone's perfect, right? Like I still think it's within Sean McDermott's realm of capability to have mistakes, right? To make mistakes. I I thought he made mistakes in the AFC championship game. So until you're flawless, which no coach is, I'm not giving you a 10. At number eight, what is your confidence level in general manager Brandon Bean? I also gave him a nine. And I love Bean. I think he's done a really good job managing the cap and managing the roster and building the roster. I just feel like he needs to have a little bit more to show for what he's invested in the trenches, both offensive line and defensive line. I love the emphasis there. I love that he cares about it. 
but I don't think he's necessarily hit a home run with all of the investments so far up front. Now, the jury's still out on a lot of those players, but I want to see the hit rate be a little bit higher with his line investments. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and the UFC. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get in the game. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use our promo code Locked On. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Number nine in the Athletics Bills fan survey is what is your confidence level in offensive coordinator Brian Dable? Again, at one through 10 scale, with 10 being the highest level of confidence. I gave Brian Dable a nine. So as you can see, I have a great deal of confidence in Brian Dable, Sean McDermott, and Brandon Bean, but I don't think I'm giving anyone a 10. So uh, for the same reasons that I gave McDermott and Bean, a nine, Brian Dable also gets a nine. Number 10, what grade would you give the Bills offseason? And the options are A, B, C, D, and F. I gave it a B. For the most part, I'm really happy with the players they were able to bring back. I see the vision with the draft picks that they made. I see the vision with the free agents that they brought in. I don't really have a lot of questions. But I don't sit here and have this feeling of, oh my gosh, just a stellar, perfect Brandon Bean did everything right and knocked it out of the park. So that's what's keeping it from being an A. I'm really satisfied with it. I see why every move was made. I don't think anything was unnecessary. So I really liked it, and and that to me is a B. I I really liked the offseason. Number 11, which re-signing or free agent signing was most important? And your options are John Feliciano, Matt Milano, Emmanuel Sanders, and Daryl Williams. I got to stick with what I've been saying from the beginning. I thought the most important thing that the Bills needed to do this offseason when we started this conversation back in January was re-sign Daryl Williams. They needed to continue with that right tackle situation that they had with Daryl Williams anchoring it the way that he did. And um, just a stalwart in pass protection and really was consistent all season long. So I thought he earned that contract, and I didn't want to have a question mark at right tackle. And so I'm happy Milano's back. I'm happy Sanders is here. I'm happy Feliciano is back. But I still think it was the most meaningful thing that was done. It's the premium position. And they made sure that they continued with a guy that performed really well last year in Daryl Williams. At number 12, which re-signing slash free agent signing did you like the least? And the options to choose from were exactly the same. John Feliciano, Matt Milano, Emmanuel Sanders, and Daryl Williams. I picked John Feliciano. I think he's the most replaceable player on that list. Finding a starting guard is a lot easier to do than finding a starting right tackle or a matchup linebacker or a wide receiver that brings veteran route running ability like Emmanuel Sanders. So for that reason, 
That was the one I liked the least based on the options I was given. Number 13, which 2021 draft pick will make the biggest impact this season? And all of the Bills draft picks are listed, all eight of them. Who did I vote for? I voted for Gregory Rousseau. I'll be honest with you. Um, I think the Bills are really in on him, and I think he's going to get a lot of opportunity to play. Obviously, they're in on him. I mean, he was They made him a first-round pick. Not that I said anything groundbreaking there, but all of the messaging that you're getting from Frazier and McDermott about the way this guy has been so far and the fact that he's been working with Calais Campbell, I like his approach. I like his demeanor. And I think they're going to get him on the field. And I think Boogie Basham's a really good answer as well. I think he's going to play more inside than even we anticipated. But I'm going with the high-profile first-round pick, Greg Rousseau, to come in and make the biggest impact this season among the Bills' draft picks. Number 14, which second- or third-year player will take a big step forward in 2021? And the options are Devin Singletary, Zach Moss, Gabriel Davis, Dawson Knox, Cody Ford, A.J. Epinesa, Ed Oliver, and Dane Jackson. Some good options here. So when working through this in my head, I first eliminated it down to four options, which became Dawson Knox, Cody Ford, A.J. Epinesa, and Ed Oliver. Epinesa, I worry about reps, right? I think he's going to play a good amount, but I don't know that we will feel his impact quite as much because he might only play 25 or 30% of the snaps. So then I dwindled it down to two and I got it down to Dawson Knox and Ed Oliver. And I really wanted to pick Dawson Knox, but I went with Ed Oliver because I think one of the underrated discussion points with the Bills bringing in, uh, you know, Greg Rousseau, Carlos Basham, F.A. Obata, Starla Tulele being back, I think that really benefits Ed Oliver. And when you have that type of compression style players and those type of guys that will maintain their rush lanes and be where they're supposed to be against the run, it's going to really benefit a penetration style player like Ed Oliver. And he's got a high pedigree as a top 10 pick. He's unbelievably gifted in terms of burst and flexibility. I like the idea of him being in his second season with Eric Washington. And I think he's on a mission. And so give me... Ed Oliver as the Bills player who is in their second or third year to take the biggest leap forward in 2021. Number 15, should the Bills dial back Josh Allen's rushing even more in 2021? Your answers are yes or no. I said no. It's part of what makes him an effective player. It's part of what makes him difficult to defend. They're good plays for the Bills offense. Uh, I don't want to take that away. I want him to go out there and be the most dynamic version of himself every single game, and that includes rushing the football. We talked about this a lot last year. Quarterbacks don't typically get hurt rushing the football. They get hurt by getting sacked in the pocket when they're a sitting duck and they're hit from the blind side or they're you know stepping up in the pocket and the depth of the pocket isn't there and somebody dives at their knee. That's how they get hurt. They don't get hurt when they're trying to compete and run with the football. So I, I don't buy into this at all. So make sure Josh Allen can continue being the best version of himself, which includes rushing the football as part of what he does. Number 16, who will lead the backfield in snaps and touches in 2021? Your options are Devin Singletary, Zach Moss, Matt Breida, and Antonio Williams. Just like on the running backs discussion that we had earlier this week, I think it's going to be Devin Singletary. 
And I think that's a little bit of a hot take. I know that there's been some rumblings out there, even from Joe Biscaglia, that Zach Moss could command 70% of the snaps. But last year was very much a timeshare. Last year, Devin Singletary caught a lot more passes. And um, even as the season went on, I mean, over the last seven games of the regular season, Devin Singletary averaged over five yards a carry. So I think it's going to be very much a hot hand scenario. But I think early on, especially as Zach Moss works back from his injury, that you know he's still in a non-contact jersey as of the mandatory OTAs that happened a few weeks ago. I just think Devin Singletary's further along. And oh, by the way, I'm not confident in this take at all. So <laughs> I gave you my process and why I think the way that I do, but there's not a whole lot of confidence because I can see that very easily swaying towards Zach Moss, especially if he takes a step forward and really shows well early in the season and they're going to want to give him the football. And, and I think that's very much a possibility. Need to tell you guys about Built Bar. It's the best tasting protein bar on the planet. There's so many amazing flavors. They're all delicious. They're all covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. It's like eating a candy bar, but they are good for you. Built Bar is great for anyone who is health conscious. Whether you want to lose weight, maintain weight, or just indulge in a delicious treat, you got to try Built Bars. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and great for anyone who is on the keto diet. Got a deal for you? Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15, and it'll get you 15% off your next order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. RockAuto.com is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why would you spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure you write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. They have amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need over at rockauto.com. The next question, number 17, is who will start at receiver this year with Stephon Diggs and Cole Beasley? The options, Emmanuel Sanders, Gabriel Davis, Isaiah McKenzie, and Isaiah Hodgins. I think it's Emmanuel Sanders, and I still think Gabriel Davis is going to play a lot, and he could play a lot in 11 and 10 personnel groupings, but I think when you're talking about the normal 11 personnel trio, it's Diggs, Beasley, and Sanders. I think they want that route running and that veteran ability from Sanders, and then Gabriel Davis, I think he'll continue to be a beneficiary of the scheme, but I don't know that he's quite to the level of versatility that you get from a guy like Emmanuel Sanders. At number 18, which tight end will be the starter by the end of 2021? The options are Dawson Knox, Jacob Hollister, Tommy Sweeney, and Reggie Gilliam. I think it's Dawson Knox, and we talked all about tight ends yesterday on the podcast, talked about how I'm high on Jacob Hollister and what he can mean as a number two tight end, but this is the Dawson Knox show in my mind. He's been the starter since he's walked into the room. And um, I think the growth will be notable this year. And uh, I think he's going to really claim this thing. I'm hoping for it, and I can see it happening. At number 19, 
If you had to guess which projected starting offensive lineman gets benched this year, who would it be? And then, of course, your options are who we assume the starting offensive line is. Left tackle, Deion Dawkins. Left guard, Cody Ford. Center, Mitch Morse. Right guard, John Feliciano. And right tackle, Darrell Williams. Tough question because I don't really predict any of them are going to get benched. Now, there's a chance that somebody can get hurt, and um, that opens the opportunity for someone else to play, and that changes things. But short of an injury, I think this is the group. But that's not fun. I got to pick somebody. So who do I think could be benched? I don't think it's Dawkins. But I have been on record as saying that beyond this season, I don't think that both Mitch Morse and John Feliciano are back. I don't think they're both going to be back. And so I think it's more likely that Morse is the player that isn't back. And so because of that, I think he's the one that is most likely to get benched. But I'll be honest, I don't think any of these guys get benched. Number 20, not including Josh Allen, who is the Bills' most valuable player? There were plenty of different options that you can pick from, but my choice is Tredavious White. I think when you talk about value to a team, where my mind goes is what does the team look like without that player? And the one that gives me the most concern not being on the field that's not named Josh Allen, it's Trey White. I think the depth behind him leaves a lot to be desired and his importance to the defense and how he takes away the football. <laughs> I would not want to see the Bills defense without him. So that's that's my guy. Outside of Josh Allen, it's Trey White. Number 21, outside of Jerry Hughes, which player is most important to turning around the pass rush in 2021? The options are Mario Addison, A.J. Epinesa, Greg Rousseau, Boogie Basham, Ed Oliver, F.A. Obata, Daryl Johnson, and Justin Zimmer. I think it's Ed Oliver. I think the Bills have a lot of options on the outside, on the edge, to get after the quarterback. I think the difference is going to come by what Ed Oliver can do. Ed Oliver has the upside to be the Bills' best pass rusher. And the fact that he can do that from the interior and get pressure in the face of the quarterback in short distances, right? Like quarterbacks are getting the ball out of their hands so quick. Ed Oliver's ability to get quick pressure from interior gaps to me is the most important part of the pass rush, quote unquote, turning it around in 2021. Number 22, if you had to make the call right now, do you think the Bills should re-sign Tremaine Edmonds to a long-term extension? My answer is yes. Your options are yes or no. I say yes. And the reason is because you've seen a lot in three seasons with Tremaine Edmonds as your middle linebacker. You've been a top three defense in two of those three seasons. He's been a pro bowler twice. He's been a team captain twice. He has all kinds of physical ability. He's wired the right way. He works hard. He's respected within the locker room. I mean, this is what you want, right, in your Mike linebacker. Maybe you want a little bit more consistency when it comes to making plays, but it's not like Tremaine Edmonds has limitations and he's accomplished a lot in three seasons. And oh, by the way, he's like 23 years old. He's younger than Boogie Basham, who the Bills just drafted. So based on the ceiling that I think he can still develop into based on what he's shown, 
based on his physical ability and what he's accomplished, yes, I think the Bills should sign Tremaine Edmonds to a long-term extension. Number 23, who will start the most games at outside cornerback opposite of Tredavious White? The options are Levi Wallace, Dane Jackson, and Richard Wild Goose. I have it as Levi Wallace. I think the Bills love Levi Wallace. He's been the primary starter going on three consecutive seasons. I think he'll continue to be that guy. They didn't bring in meaningful competition to challenge him. I mean, it's Levi and a seventh-round pick from last year. It's his job. I don't think there's any question about it. Now, could you see a bit of a timeshare like we've seen from other positions in the past, whether that's been at cornerback with Josh Norman last year and Levi Wallace when they were both healthy, or at right tackle with Ty Insecki and Cody Ford, or at linebacker when it was Ramon Humber and Matt Milano. The Bills are not above doing timeshares and platooning spots, but when it comes to the first player on the field opposite, Trey White at outside corner, I think it's Levi Wallace. I think he'll start all 16 games. Number 24, who will lead the team in sacks in 2021? And, of course, all the options you would expect are on the list. This is tough, but I think it's going to be an outside player. I think it's going to be Jerry Hughes. I think it's going to be Jerry Hughes. I think one of the big benefits of the Bills bringing in all these other defensive ends, whether that's F.A. Obata, Greg Rousseau, Boogie Basham, is they could play a lot more of the early downs and on the pass rush downs, the money downs, you could bring in Jerry Hughes, and he's going to be fresh. And so while I think Jerry Hughes will play less snaps in 2021, he's going to be fresh for the most meaningful snaps. And we've seen pass rushers produce into their 30s in the NFL. And while burst and bend and flexibility and quickness and all that stuff matters, there is an art to rushing the passer that stems from vision and reading the set of the offensive tackle and knowing how to attack them and knowing how to clear your pads and knowing how to soften rush angles and how to reduce and press and take a good angle to the quarterback and how to finish and where to aim in terms of where that quarterback's going to be when you are there. I mean, all of those little things are really going to favor a guy like Jerry Hughes. So give me him as the team leader in sacks in 2021. The last question is who will lead the Bills in takeaways in 2021? The options, Trey White, Dane Jackson, Taron Johnson, Levi Wallace, Matt Milano, Tremaine Edmonds, Micah Hyde, and Jordan Poyer. I got this down to two players, Jordan Poyer and Tredavious White. I'm going to go with Trey White. The interceptions are there, and um, he'll take away the football by, by pulling it out from time to time as well. Now, Jordan Poyer could be the one picking it up, but I think it'll be close. I'll be, it'll be close between Trey White and Jordan Poyer, but I can see White having a couple more interceptions and Poyer maybe making some of that up with some fumble recoveries, but I'll give the advantage to Trey White. All right, folks, there, we did it. We went through the Athletics Buffalo Bills fan survey for 2021, and um, if you want to see the results to all of these questions, make sure you check it out over at theathletic.com. Uh, love the work that they do. Joe Biscaglia, Tim Graham, Matthew Fairburn, they are tremendous covering this football team, and this was really fun to work through it and uh, answer some of the questions about this coming season. So I'll be honest with you, I was pretty surprised by some of the uh, the responses and where these 
answers fell, right? Like they went through and told you, all right, what percentage of people picked what option? And so I was not necessarily always in the majority with what I thought. So uh, go check this thing out for yourself over on theathletic.com. All right, folks, that's going to do it for us today here on the podcast and this week on the podcast. I certainly hope that you enjoy the 4th of July weekend that is coming up here and, of course, have a great time, but also stay safe. I certainly am looking forward to uh, spending time with the family and grilling out and playing some backyard games and enjoying the weekend. But uh, rest assured, I'll be back for you on Monday. So as always, I kindly ask that you share, subscribe, rate, and review. Have a great weekend, and I look forward to catching up with you again on Monday.